So earlier today, I had a Zoom meeting with a woman at BYU that is interested in pursuing a graduate degree in marriage and family therapy, wanting to become a certified sex therapist and uh, work with members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, really this this work that I do. And um, she said that she had uh, found me, uh, learned about my, my company, um, Covenant Sex Therapy, through... Uh, this format uh, through podcasts, through social media, um, through uh, reading my my book and um, listening to or watching some presentations that that I had done uh, across time, and um, it just it reminded me how important it is to consistently um, record these podcasts and put these out there into in into the world for those people that are like minded. Those people that are conservative, that are specifically members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that care about sexuality or want to care about sexuality or are trying to care about sexuality and uh, care about their their marriage and care about their, their family. And so um, I didn't want to leave all of you hanging. Uh, I know I am not the best at making these these podcasts, these recordings, but every time I interact with someone that has heard of me or heard uh, from me in a format like this, it it really says to me, "Hey, I've got to go out there and and make sure that I'm uh, putting putting this media out there, putting this information out there, and uh, being a voice for conservative people that care about sexuality." Um, I think even more so now than ever before uh, in this realm of sexuality, as uh, there are so many other voices, uh, such a dominant other voice uh, that is not conservative, um, that that uh, thinks thinks less of um, those people that are conservative, those people, all of us, all of you, me. Um, and, uh, and so I think that to com- combat that, we need to have our strong voice, not that uh, is uh, against theirs or fighting theirs necessarily, but um, that, that says these are our values, these are our beliefs, and we care about sexuality, and we care about marriages and healthy sexuality within, within marriages. So um, I have since switched from Brigham Young University over to UVU, Utah Valley University, for those that are not that familiar with Utah and the universities here. Uh, UVU or Utah Valley University is really just a couple miles away from BYU. Um, I'm sad to not be at BYU any longer. Uh, My contract was up at BYU and so um, I wanted to continue to teach, wanted to continue to teach uh, in uh, the the field of family science and uh, do some sex therapy or uh, human sexuality instructing uh, teaching and and, uh, and so I found a, a, a spot here at UVU, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the faculty. I'm enjoying the students. Um, and there are so many students that are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, that talk openly, freely about their, their belief system and, um, and, and are very sex positive or are trying to become sex positive. And so that's really invigorating. That's really enjoyable for, for me. Um, but it is a state university. It's a state school. And so um, 
the 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 way that I go about uh, teaching at such a university is very different from BYU. So I'm sad my contract's up at BYU and I can't um, as as freely as directly link uh, those things that we're talking about to um, to our common faith. Um, but uh, but I am really enjoying the students that I have at, at UVU and I'm really grateful for this position and uh, for being able to still have this mouthpiece um, and and be able to to touch and reach uh, those uh, those people that care about um, relationships, care about families, care about sexuality as well, and are and are conservative. So I just wanted to kind of bring you up to speed on uh, some of the things that. Uh, that I'm doing, that I'm focusing on in uh, my own uh, uh, academic uh, um, research uh, fo- focuses, um, and uh, and just kind of kind of let you know where I'm at with those, the things that I'm uh, working on, that I'm engaged with, and uh, how that may affect uh, all of you that are listening to these podcasts. Um, and give you some good information and resources uh, that, that can hopefully help your relationship, your marriage, um, and specifically in the realm of sexuality. Um, I really don't know, like I said early on in, in starting these podcasts, I really don't know what other information you all consume that, that listen to podcasts. I am so bad with social media um, and so bad with podcasts as, as well um, in that I don't listen to any. So I have no idea um, if this is in line with the same format as or similar to anything else that you may consume. Um, I don't know if I really want it to be this, the same or not, but I, I, I do want to apologize if um, I'm going about it in the, the wrong way, but this is the only way that I, that I know how and the way that I think will be the most helpful. Um, I think it's so important for us as, as uh, human beings, as sons and daughters of God, to be authentic, to be congruent, to be real, and that's what I've tried to do with this podcast and in in how I interface with all of you. So it's working for a, a, quite a quite a large number of you. As I, I don't record a ton of these podcasts, and they're not very frequent. Um, I I do get a lot of people that reach out to me that have listened to them. I do get a, a ton of of uh, listeners to my podcast, which um, is is really humbling to me to think I must be doing something uh, right. That's reaching a number of you. So, um, I have uh, I, I've written down some things, like I had promised earlier on, that I am focusing on um, in the world of sexuality um, and that intersection of our common faith and being members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Uh, like I said, it is so important. I feel like nowadays for us to specifically uh, state. Uh, be clear with our 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 value system um, and and not beat around the the bush um, and and be sex positive um, in in doing so so um, some of the things that i 'm working on right now I have a um, and I hope to create some uh, some infographs that I can put on uh, my business's uh, instagram page covenant sex therapies in instagram page um, 
oh, I'm so bad with this. I believe the, uh, you can find that through uh, Covenant Therapy. I think that that's how you can find that on uh, our Instagram page. Uh, we had, unfortunately, um, our social media person uh, that's so good that um, actually went to BYU. Um, she lives in Florida and had um, some uh, really difficult time with this most recent hurricane that was there. And so she has not been able to make any posts for us and is unfortunately um, going to have to step down from that position as uh, she's she's been pretty impacted by that, that hurricane. So we're saddened by her uh, her experiencing that affecting her personal life, her work life as well, and and wish her wish her well, wish her the best. But we haven't had as many posts recently because that's what she's been going through, and um, and so we're we're actually looking for a new social media person. So if any of you know someone that's that that enjoys doing that, that cares about uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints and sexuality, uh, send them our way. Um, Sorry to throw in that little plug. It just came kind of came to my mind. But I getting back on track with the the research that I'm doing. There's uh, some theorizing um, that that I'm doing and some Instagram in, infographs that I'm hoping to have posted um, to related to the work that I'm doing uh, right now. Um, I have have developed. I'm in the really early stage of developing a uh, way of conceptualizing. Um, our, our, uh, our position, our stance, our, um, uh, affiliation with sexuality. Um, and I've done that by connecting a lot of the theories and models of, uh, sexuality as well as theories and models of, of, uh, relationships and the human experience into this, this one, um, uh, model theoretical uh, viewpoint that I think really fits that rings true with people that will ring true with all of you as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. So I'm going to try to to go over that with you, and then hopefully um, here in the near future um, I'll post or um, or have somebody better than me post uh, an infograph uh, related to this this viewpoint. Um, okay, so. I'm connecting uh, this this model or theory called sexual scripting theory, and I've talked about this before, but this is one of the components uh, with a, a, another theoretical model or or um, a theory called attachment theory, and um, and and then also uh, connecting those two with narrative therapy. And uh, then uh, there's there's one last there's a fourth um, viewpoint uh, called creative expression, and I'm connecting these four: sexual scripting theory, attachment theory, narrative therapy, and creative expression into a viewpoint a, a, an approach um, that conceptualizes uh, how we're impacted um, throughout life throughout our existence um, in relation to sexuality. And uh, so sexual scripting theory, just a quick little reminder, is uh, the way in which um, we pull uh, uh, ideas, messages, or, or scripts about uh, what is sexual how to engage in sexual activity, what isn't sexual, who can be sexual, who can't be sexual, um, 
uh, the the um, way in which that men and women should express um, their their manliness uh, or their their womanliness. Um, so in the world we talk about gender expression. I'm not talking about it in the, the same way that the world has been talking about that. Um, meaning, you know, do you identify as as a man or a woman um, or or the combination? Uh, so maybe gender fluid or gender neutral. I'm not talking about it um, in that that way, as as you've heard a lot um, in in the world. But you could connect it to uh, to to that. Um, but but more so, what what do uh, uh, men, women, boys, girls learn about um, how how to uh, be a man? What what means what it means to be a man? Uh, how to become a woman? What it means to be a woman? How women express them, themselves? So, uh, sexual scripting theory gives us all of these scripts or ideas that we kind of put in our vault for um, how how we can express our de- gender, how we can express our sexual orientation, how we can uh, express, um, uh, arousal, um, what's, what's okay to express, what's okay to do, what's okay to ask for and what's not. Um, and scenarios in which, um, we, uh, we, we find ourselves in, how do we respond to those? So when, uh, your, your spouse, uh, kisses you, hugs you, um, touches you in a certain way. Uh, we have scripts or ideas that have kind of been implanted in our mind by media, uh, by things that we've seen, by past experiences that we've we've had uh, through uh, books that we've read or uh, stories that have been told to us about um, how we respond, how we should respond in these situations. If this is deemed sexual, if it's not deemed as sexual, and that varies from culture to culture um, and across time as well. So that's, that's like a nutshell of that sexual scripting theory, that, that one approach, that one model. Um, the next is attachment theory. And uh, this is a, a model that every time I teach attachment theory, it just rings so true for, for people. It, it makes sense with uh, how they see the world. And as I put it, they sort of have a, have a testimony. It was easier to say at BYU than at UVU, but uh, people really have a testimony of this attachment theory because it makes sense. It fits with how how they um, they experience life, and this attachment theory, in uh, you know, once again, in a nutshell, is that we form these attachments, either secure or insecure attachments, to significant attachment figures, namely our parents, siblings, romantic partners, uh, friends, God. Uh, we form these 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 attachments. Ideally, they are secure attachments um, that. Uh, tell us uh, about the world, tell us about ourself, uh, tell us about other people. Is the world safe? Is it not safe? Uh, you know, uh, uh, um, am I worthy of love? Am I accepted? Um, am I worthwhile? Uh, are other people to be trusted or, or not? And we learn this from uh, such a young age as infants in how our parents and other caregivers and significant others uh, God uh, responds to us and how we feel like they, they respond to us or, or not. Um, 
So are, are, are these uh, significant attachment figures um, accessible, responsive, and engaged with us, um, essentially, is, is what it comes down to. And that sort of informs whether or not we have a secure attachment or an insecure attachment. And you can kind of break down the, the insecure attachments um, into, into two broad categories of anxious attachment or or avoidant attachments. Um, so uh, anxious is seen sort of like neediness. Um, if we are anxiously attached, insecurely attached in that way, um, we will often uh, need verification or confirmation that we're okay, that we're loved, that we're safe within a relationship. Uh, avoidant attachment is uh, more so like keeping someone, other people at arm's length. It's, uh, it's our way if we're avoidantly attached of, of feeling safe and secure, um, it's, it is, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people do these things, anxious or avoidant attachment styles, but um, it is not the, the ideal way of interacting with, with people. So you have this attachment theory is this, this uh, second piece. Um, narrative therapy is really uh, the, the scripts and the stories uh, that, that, we, uh, that we tell ourselves about about oneself, about the world, um, uh, and um, and and this this really pairs nicely with sexual scripting uh, theory. Uh, narrative therapy, we we have um, we can have problem saturated scripts or stories about um, ourself or about our development or um, uh, about other people, and um, and you find a lot of these problem saturated stories in um, some of the the things that we tell ourselves about uh, our sexuality, our desirability, um, our arousal pattern, the way in which our body body responds sexually. Uh, so this is the, the third component, narrative therapy. And the fourth is this creative expression. So as I've, as I've been trying to figure out, how do I, con- how do I conceptualize as a, as a re- researcher, as a sex therapist, as a marriage and family therapist, how do I conceptualize uh, the, the way in which um, people develop um, their, their sexuality and their their sexual expression um and uh you know what is arousing for people what is not arousing for people uh what is deemed okay and what's not okay and uh, a lot of the sex therapy world would say sexual scripting theory really does that for us um we get these available scripts based off of uh, the time period in which we grow up grow up in the people that we interact with um you know one culture varies uh from from another um you know the media that you can consume um, in your household in Utah may be different than the media and the information that's allowed in in a, this other household in Utah or and and that varies um, so that can vary even within the same state within the same religion um, it could even vary within the same household depending on what's accessible to one sibling over another sibling uh, but you can imagine so uh, these these 
uh, if we just take media for for example, books, social media, uh, TV, movies, uh, there are a whole bunch of scripts that are provided to us, and and so we have these scripts that we determine or deem as important or not, and we do, we do this unwittingly, and we put these in our kind of our script vault, and now they are accessible to us at at any given time to tell us um, is this a sexual situation or scenario, or how do I respond in this, or when I'm with my spouse or partner, I should do X, Y, and Z because this is sexy, um, or so and so is not that sexual or um, not that sexy because they do not fit um, these scripts that were provided to me, or they do fit these because they fit the the scripts that were provided that I then tucked in my vault unwittingly, uh, but. If you're clear across the world from Utah, and I don't know what's exactly across the world from Utah, but uh, let's say you're in Australia or you're in New Zealand or you're in in Russia, wherever it may be, um, you have other available scripts um, that are tucked away, put in in your vault. Um, But some people think... Okay, so that makes sense. That's how we develop our sexuality and the way in which we want to express our sexuality, the things that we want to do sexually, the situations that we think are sexual, the things that we think are arousing, the people that we think are attractive and we want to have sex with or uh, want to marry so that we can have sex with. Um, That makes sense. But a lot of people say, well, it, it doesn't fully explain though how I got to be the way that I am because I was told... I was given all of these scripts, all of these messages from maybe a family, possibly from uh, leaders within, uh, you know, one's church, let's say, that, that, that said these things are not uh, desirable, these things are not okay, um, these things are, um, are bad or wrong, you know, that, uh, that the whole idea of the good girl sim- syndrome, uh, let's say uh, a good girl doesn't uh, you know, fill in the blank sexually. A, a, a good girl wouldn't do those things, which is inaccurate, but that's this whole good girl, girl sin- syndrome issue. Um, so despite my friends saying these things, me getting no sexual education at home, my parents saying certain things um, that, that, are, uh, that were basically shut me down as a sexual person, uh, maybe religious, uh, religious leaders um, that meant well said these things. Despite all of these messages that I got, how did I get to this place where I'm aroused by X, Y, and Z that I was told is bad or wrong or immoral or weird or strange. Um, So these scripts, and I didn't see it. I didn't see it maybe on any media. I didn't watch any book or read any books that describe this or watch any, watch anything that, uh, that told me that this is okay or good. Um, So I didn't have these scripts tucked away that I I could then access later. Uh, So that doesn't really fully explain it for me. Um, But yet I'm expressing myself or wanting to express my myself or wanting to do these certain sexual acts with my partner. Um, and, and, and so this sexual scripting theory doesn't, doesn't really fit. So how do you explain that? Um, and the, the, the best that I can come up with is that we are so complex as human beings. We are literal sons and daughters of God. And because of that, we are not simple creatures. We do not come from a simple creator. We come from uh, the, the most 
complex, in a good way, the most complex, grandiose, amazing Father in Heaven, Creator, and because of that, we are complex. We are amazing. We are more than can be explained from one theoretical model that we kind of get, we are given or provided these ideas of how to be sexual and that those are our options. That's, that's too simple for us as sons and daughters of, of an almighty creator of Heavenly Father. That is too simple an explanation. And so the, the way that I ex- have it, uh, chosen to define it is this fourth component of creative expression, that we come from a creator, that we are creators um, by, by uh, virtue of being his sons and daughters. And because of that, um, we, we are complex and we are multifaceted and we can access things that are above and beyond just what we have consumed in, in, in this mortal existence. So, and that's how that creative expression piece comes into play. So you, you may be asking your, yourself, how, can, how do you connect that with this attachment theory idea though? So despite being told, let's say an individual that was told these, you know, being sexual or doing X, Y, and Z is immoral or wrong or that's not talked about um, in their home, but it's sort of assumed you get married and you do these things, despite not having those sexual scripts, they, they grow up, they get married. They want to express themselves in certain ways or are open to expressing themselves in certain ways. Um, but something inside themselves uh, and something inside tells them that if I do these things, if I tell my spouse, um, you know, I'm curious about, want to try this sexual position or want to vocalize my enjoyment in this way or that way, um, I'm still going to be accepted. I'm still going to be loved. I'm still going to be deemed as worthy or worthwhile or um, of value. And that connects to our attachment, our attachment uh, with, uh, with significant attachment figures. It tells us something about our, uh, who we are, that we are worthwhile, that we are lovable, that we are accepted, um, that, uh, that, we can vocalize things that maybe are contrary to what we've heard throughout our whole life. And this other person that we want to do these things with or want to express these desires to might actually still accept me, love me, um, even though the things I'm curious about or interested in um, or I want to express myself sexually are different from the things that I had heard um, growing up that that women aren't sexual or that women don't desire to do x y and z or that men only express themselves sexually in this way um you know let's say void of emotion uh, that it's more robotic um and and so that that connects us to this attachment theory idea that if we have a secure attachment um with significant attachment figures that that we can kind of go against the grain against these sexual scripts that we can utilize access this uh, this creative expression um and that that we are still going to be deemed worthwhile of value and and uh, loved so um and and that that shift from um, uh, this 
this uh, story of oneself as maybe uh, flawed or um, weird or strange or desiring things that a woman doesn't desire or desiring things that a, a righteous priesthood holder doesn't desire um, to changing or moving from there. And I just gave you just two problem-saturated scripts or stories, narrative therapy, um, moving that to, but maybe a righteous religious daughter of God does want to do fill in the blank and does enjoy sex and is open to trying these different things. That shift from a problem-saturated story to um, an adaptive story, one that is, that is void of all those um, uh, uh, problematic elements is narrative therapy. It's, it's uh, re- rewriting, uh, recomposing uh, one's narrative. So that's that, that um, in, in uh, that, that's a description of this work that I'm, this body of work that I'm consuming right now and trying to, to work on and implement um, in my therapeutic practice and research in uh, some of the uh, social media expression that I'm trying to, to do. Um, and I, I call this, um, I, I've used uh, the, uh, an acronym uh, with, uh, that utilizes the, the first letter in all of these uh, words, um, these theories, these models, and its stance. So this, this kind of informs or creates the, these four elements, sexual scripting theory, attachment, narrative, and creative ex- expression. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it informs our viewpoint related to sexuality. It informs our stance related to sexuality. So S-S-T-A-N-C-E. All right, that's what I have for you today. Um, I would be happy to talk to anyone that wants to reach out to me in any of the, the formats that they, they choose. Um, if somebody's interested in me coming and talking to a group, um, I would be happy to do that. Uh, you know, if I can do that in person or, or online, I'd be happy to do that. Um, and if you have, uh, you know, f- there's further clarification that you want as, as uh, uh, about this podcast or another one, please reach out to me. Thank you. Until next time.